The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but studies prove sound effects contain protein. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, but studies prove that listening to the media kills brain cells. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use, but we probably won't because we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because studies prove that this is not a great question for a host to ask. You just can't get funnier than this stuff. You can't. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Fifty-four hundred seconds. Wow, that's uh, you know, just so you know, one thousand or ten thousand eight hundred half seconds. That's a lot. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions like this. We're supposed to pray, believe, and wait. Now, why is that so hard? That's the kind of question that we're asking. We want you to have an opportunity to share with us. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, this is a great place to share that. These are your brothers and sisters that are listening from all different denominational backgrounds at all different ages, all different ways. We've all come to the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, surrendering our hearts, surrendering our lives before him. We share in having one heavenly Father, remember when Jesus said to pray, he said, pray our Father. And then we, we are blood relatives through the, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Plus, we all drink from one Holy Spirit. And if you've got an ounce of the Holy Spirit, and I've got an ounce of the Holy Spirit, and Gabriel has an ounce of the Holy Spirit, then that's three ounces of the Holy Spirit, which is more than one ounce. Get it? Okay. That's, that's called math. Bottom line is, we want you to be able to reach out to us, connect to us. If you've got something that's on your mind, if you've got something that's on your heart, if you've got a praise report, I've got oh, about a hundred of them, but I'm not going to share them all. I'll just share a few of them. There's great news. There's tough news. People are having a hard time as well. We need prayer together. Praise and prayer. And we're asking for people that have trouble to call us up. Let us know. Let's pray for you. 
idea. Let's join in your struggle through prayer, just like Paul mentioned in Romans 1530, and we'll pray for one another, bless one another, strengthen one another, enable one another, as we see the day of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ getting closer and closer and closer and closer. Let's strengthen one another until the horn blows, until the trumpet blows, until he comes back. And whatever your eschatology, whatever that situation, great. Let's move forward in the faith. If you've got something that you want to share, or you got something that you need help with, any of those things, reach out to us. You just call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. I'm going to say it a little slower because I talk fast because when I grew up, in our home, in order to win an argument, you had to get your words in fast and loud. But here, I'm learning after 43 or 44 years or so, slow it down just a little. 972-445-0770. When you call that number, you will end up talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like understanding how blessed we are because of our awesome Christian family. And then you will fly. Not only can you call the show, you can text the show. It's amazing. Live during the show, you can do all this stuff. Really? Yes. 214-210-8483. Now, we're going to speed it up a little more for people that like it more like the people that sell uh, whammy stuff on television. Ready? 214-210-8483. And then uh, we're going to te- give you the text one more time, only for those people that like the show The Flash. 214-210-8483. So, anyway, we just want to cover all of those bases. You can also read Reach out to us, by the way, by email, david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. David, still my name. <laughs> still my name. David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you. Quick updates. We do have a baby name. I'll tell you that on the other side of this. Also, congratulations to Don and to Sarah for some wonderful news they've got going on in their family. More additions. The Lord's going to grow the church one way or another. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and as you go to the new website, okay, Here's the dealios on the website under contact on the new website. If you like the work that our new website has and you need somebody to do a website, we're going to promo Josh. We're going to let people know he created our new website. He's willing to do it for anybody in our audience. $57 a month, no contract, no anything, no setup fees, no anything. $57 a month, he'll help you create a website for whatever it is, for ministry, for work, for hobby, whatever. And so if you have any interest, you check out the new website, you let me know, and I'll make sure he gets you taken care of because he doesn't like to hear me complain. (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, Go to, and you'll see on the old website, we have a new director or something directing to the new website. Go to hemustincrease.org. 
Africa. Prayer request? Amosingrease.org. Praise report? Amosingrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Amosingrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Now, I, perhaps I should also mention that's the place to give. <laughs> You know, you know why we don't have a lot of money as a ministry? I'm terrible at this stuff. I am. I'm just lousy at it. I'm really good at getting the receipts and getting everybody their information. I'm just bad at asking. I just, you know, eh, what do you want? Uh, some people are good at some things. Some people are better than others. All right. In the meantime, we will offer up a, a brief prayer for our audience. We want to pray. I want to pray something really weird. I want to pray something that, that I haven't prayed for for the audience. I want to pray for safety. So I'm just going to take a moment and pray. We'll go a little longer in this segment, but just relax, and let's just go through this together. Uh, let's p- just pray with me. Just join your, your your faith with me. You'll know why. You'll understand as we do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you, and we praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. You are awesome. You are so kind to us, so gracious to us, so merciful to us. You are so patient with us, Lord. It's amazing. And Lord, I'm asking for not just myself, but for everybody who can hear me, that there would be safety, safety from any kind of incident. Please, Lord, protect your people. Watch over us. Keep us safe. Safety is from the Lord. And so we ask you to extend safety. And even even if you've got to put a bubble around us, put a bubble around us. Keep us safe before you, Lord. Let people be physically, emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically safe. We ask for your favor. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do a brief teaching. It's not going to go real long, but it'll go long enough. As you know, on Mondays, we've been uh, jumping in to 1 Peter, and it's uh, just an amazing, amazing uh, element of teaching. And then today, we're going to start our first uh, teaching on Job. So you better get ready for that, because that's going to last three years. (laughs) The way way that it's looking right now, it looks like it's going to, we might not get out of chapter one for a year. Anyhow, bottom line is we're in first peter and two weeks ago so last week i was off as you know we did a replay i need a little bit of rest and for those that are praying for me i told al this i'm having a little bit of an ear issue my ear is swollen on the inside on the one that listens to the headset so you got to be in prayer for me because that makes radio just a little hard thank you but in the meantime two weeks ago we talked about the ladies and how they should be responding we talked about that beauty doesn't come from the outward adorning as braided hair gold or jewelry but it comes from the inner disposition of the heart well guess what this week is it's the men's turn. That's right. Here it is. It's the guy's turn. Remember, God was displeased with Adam and with Eve. Therefore, he is the perfect equal opportunity conviction determiner of sin. How's that? His judgment is absolute and absolutely correct. Consequently, it's the guy's turn after we did the gal's turn about two weeks ago. Here's what the passage says. Husbands, in the same uh, same way, treat your wives with consideration as delicate vessels and with honor as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life. 
so that your prayers will not be hindered. Let's just pick it apart and go through it again and make sure we stay on track with this. Husbands, in the same way, treat your wives with consideration as a delicate vessel and with honor as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life. So that your prayers will not be hindered. Let's just understand what's being said. Treat them with consideration. Well, what does that mean? Consideration. Same exact principle as the word honor for parents. So it says with consideration and with honor. It's the same principle that we operate. So when it says honor your father and mother and the commandments, this is the same exact approach. And here's the thing. Does your wife sense that you honor her or mock her? Now, look, I know that the wives are supposed to respect the husbands, and we, we've dealt with that a little bit two weeks ago. We'll deal with it more further on. But right now, do you, as a husband, honor your wife the way that Jesus protected and honored and protects and honors the church? Does your wife sense that you honor her or mock her? Here's the, here's the key in this text that a lot of people miss this. It says, treat your wives with consideration as delicate vessels and with honor as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life. Hey, you know what that means? That means that you as a husband, you as a man, are no more a member of the eternal community than she is. It's not like God's going, well, the men have a special place in the eternal community, and then the women, they have a less than special. That's not what he says at all. Exactly the opposite. He says they're fellow heirs. Everybody together, from an eternal point of view, we are in one place. No superstars. Only Jesus is the superstar. And then the the requirement, the challenge the drop. And this is from Peter, who hung out with Jesus, so probably had a pretty good idea how these things should be. He's like, you treat them with honor as a fellow heir. You have to think that when he said this, you know that he did not forget the arguments they had about who was the greatest, who was the most important, who was, who was next to take over, who should be in charge. You know that this is part, you know what Peter says? We are in this together. If there's a husband and wife situation, you have to honor your wife. And if you don't think she should be honored, you remember how Jesus honors the church and loves the church. And just ask yourself, are you loving your wife that way? Are you willing to lay down your life for her well-being? your happiness for her happiness, so to speak. Ouch! We'll take a break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame It may be false, but it feels the same so I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. It only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them. But most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust. But heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, getting ready to do our very first trivia question. A challenging one, not a trickery one yet. We'll do that in the next hour. we got two of them. But this is just a regular challenging, opening, challenging one. What percentage of their crops did God ask for the Israel, from the Israelites? What percentage of their crops did God ask of the Israelites? If you think you know the answer... 
You want to, oh, Al, pow, pow, very nice, sir. Uh, you want to uh, call 972-445-0770. You also uh, want to text in 214-210-8483 as well. You want to send an email, david at he must org. But you do not have to do all three, and certainly not all at the exact same time, although that would be impressive. I will say that. All right. Uh, trivia question once again. What percentage of their crops did God ask of the Israelites? If you think you know, reach out to us. In the meantime, we will do our DNA. Ready? D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I like how you said that. That was a good one. Daily. Every day. Every day. You, today. Are you going to do it through this radio show? Eh, probably not that much. But there's some time in this day that you can say, Lord, I just want to get closer to you. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I think you guys know what's going on. They are banning the Bible in certain schools. It's like you got to be kidding. In America, folks. You better stand firm in the word. You better know the word. Stand firm in the word. So that's D. That's the N. And then the A. Always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that we are prepared to be vessels of God's grace to other people. But that also requires us to be aware. So we're prepared to be used by God and aware of other people. That is our DNA. In the meantime, I'll give you uh, this trivia question again, then I'll give you an update in life. Here's the trivia question. What percentage of the crops did God ask of the Israelites? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have a name for she who had no name, for she now hatheth a name. And the name of the grandchild, number seven, by the way, is Anna Elizabeth Schiller. Anna Elizabeth Schiller. And Elizabeth, by the way, E-L-I-S, same way that Julianne spells her middle name. So there you go. Anna Elizabeth Schiller. That is the new uh, clan, so to speak, part of the clan. I think it's amazing, and I think I mentioned this. I can't remember, but I talked to somebody about this over the weekend because I had another granddaughter who had a birthday. Uh, Bottom line is Billy and I were the first two in all of our family to become Christians. So no matter how long you think man has been around or not been around, I don't even care about that argument. We're the first two Christians in our entire family line going back to its start. Then from him and I are five adult children, and from the five adult children, we now have nine, is it nine? Let's see, no, I I have to count, seven, eight, nine grandchildren. So from two Jewish boys who couldn't find their way throughout a Detroit suburb to now nine grandchildren that are being influenced by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord always keeps his promises, even if it takes 
from our perspective, a long time to do it. He always does it. That's the key. So Anna Elizabeth Schiller, that is the name. The other thing I want you to do is make sure to check out the new website. I am. We are adding stuff every single day, and you got to hunt because I can't make it the way I did before. We're trying to make it a little more public friendly. <laughs> which means I can't be the one to coordinate it. <laughs> That's what that means. All right, last on the trivia question you got there going, I'm gonna, I want to finish up this teaching, and then if nobody calls in, I'll give you the answer. But listen to this very important teaching, which escapes men all over the place. Here's what it says. Husbands, in the same way as tr- treat your wives with consideration as a delicate vessel and with honor as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Uh-oh. Here is a bump in the road, dude. If you don't treat your wife right, then God won't treat your prayers right. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, no, no, that is how that goes. Here's how this goes. Ready? For guys, for guys that are married, okay, then we talk about children and we talk about parents, grandparents, so everybody, well, this is for guys that are married. If you don't treat your wife right, God won't treat your prayer right. And there will be a muzzling on the responses to your prayers. You're thinking, well, wait a second. It's like, I didn't write it. It's not my book. I'm just sharing. Here's what it says. With honor as fellow heirs of the gracious gift of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Well, who's hindering it? I don't know if the hindering is coming from the husband not praying because he's not treating right. Maybe the hindering is coming from God. It seems that way in the text in the Greek. Bottom line is... The way that we're supposed to treat one another, and I think everybody knows this, you go into Ephesians 5, you go to verse 22 through 30, whatever, you already know there's a big layout there for husbands and wives, but the verse before that says, everybody be good to everybody. This is the real goal here, is to treat everybody the way that the Lord would treat them. That's the mindset. Husband, wife, children, whatever. I had to call my son today and encourage him and say really encouraging things because when I saw him on Saturday, I didn't compliment some of the things that he had created and done. And so I'm praying today and I'm thinking, I didn't even tell him good job. And if my dad saw that while I was alive and my dad didn't say good job, that would hurt my feelings. So I made it an issue as I'm driving in the rain (laughs) – Let me just say, in the flood, in the Noah-like conditions, I called him up uh, because I have the wireless, and I just told him how proud I was of him. And and, uh, he was totally cool about the whole thing, but you know what? We need to be doing that for one another, giving that encouragement, giving that strength, giving that blessing. And can I just say this real quickly? Instead of just picking out the 10 things that somebody's doing wrong in your life, also try to be a little more focused on the 90 things that they're doing right. That might be a more Christ-like attitude. I think that is correct. What percentage of their crops did God ask the Israelites for? You know what the answer is? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9... 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 percenti.
You should be smiling because Pharaoh required 20%. Hello? All right, we'll take our break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. When we come back, we're starting the Book of Job. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running, running and running and running. Most of my life, I've been running, running and running and running. And what the whole teaching has to do with is the dissatisfaction that people have who are worldly when the divine is involved. I want you to hear that line. That's the big line. That's the big connector between all of this. The worldly are never satisfied if divinity is involved. So the example Jesus says is, you know, we played the flute for you, right? And the flute, you know, woo, the flute, yay, happy sounds, right? And the people are like, no. It's like, okay, well, we sing a dirge for you, right? What you sing at a funeral, right? And the people are like, no. And then John the Baptist, he says, comes, and John the Baptist is as straight as you can get. We we would call him, you know, know, a, a, a massive teetotaler might be fair enough to say. And he says, he does, he's not eating bread, he's not drinking any wine, and you people, the way you respond, you go, hey, he's got a demon. (laughs) And then Jesus, he says, I come, son of man comes, I'm eating and drinking. And then what do the people do? They extreme it out and they say, he's a glutton because he's eating, not eating more than he should, just eating. And he's a drunkard because he had wine. You see, this is the thing. The thing is that the world and the worldly are never satisfied. That's why I said that connection to the song. And don't get mad at me that I used a Rolling Stone song. It's not my fault. They wrote a song called I Can't Get No Satisfaction. This is the Lord trying to reach people at different levels. And people keep going, no, 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 no. And it's nonstop. And there's just no satisfying them. And even I, 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 the one thing that I would say, and I've said this before in the beginning of this uh, of this broadcast, and I don't really care about your political affiliations, but when 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 people get going in a certain direction, you can't move them one way or another. And when the media was all over Donald Trump, it's fair to say that had he helped cure cancer with research, they would have accused Donald Trump of putting people out of business who were in the cancer business. It's just like that's exactly what they would have done. Everybody knows that. And it's because that's how the mentality is. If if somebody comes along and does something that's good and it's not appreciative uh, to the world or they don't like it, they will rip it to shreds. You can't play the flute. You can't sing a dirge. You can't be Johnny the Baptist. And you can't be Jesus Christ because none of those things satisfy. We want exactly what we want, which, by the way, they don't even know what they want. That's the irony. It's God that's giving the the opportunity for people to get the answers. And people are so inwardly confused because of Satan, they wouldn't know a good thing if it split them in the eyeballs. That's the problem. The David Spoon Experience.